0: Hello, powerful beings, and welcome to the I Am Sovereign podcast. This is a podcast to remind you, embolden you, empower you to remember the sovereignty that you were born with, the sovereignty that you are, and the sovereignty that we must walk in right now in this time in our lives. So, where up, are up lighten up goddess up god up all of up so that you can stand in the truth of your sovereignty right now right here today so relax chill and enjoy this episode that we have for you on the i am sovereign podcast
1: so hello beautiful beings i'm here with a fellow sister who joined me in the first round of five days of bliss which was in july or august i'm gonna say august um and today we were well yesterday when i reached out like hey doing another round i would love for you to join and share with your people And she was like, yes, um, I had a great experience. And then today emailed or messaged me on Facebook and was like, oh, I want to tell you a testimonial of our last time. And I was like, oh, we can go live, but we have a little, a little technological glitch. So we're going to record it and then share it with you guys. So this won't be live, but it'll still be the same energy. So please take it away, share. This will be my first time hearing it too. So I'm really excited to hear it.
2: Okay. Well, thank you for um doing that with me i'm sama morning star and um i joined you in the last uh five days of bliss um, ceremony ceremonial time i guess (laughs) i call it ceremony five days ceremony um it just felt very nourishing to me to uh, participate in that and to be held i'm I'm, you know, holding space for lots of people and to be held myself in a space in a sacred c- container felt uh, really nourishing, and um, I uh, really felt nurtured by the practices of connecting with the elements. And I particularly enjoyed the the cold bath, and actually um, that that will come into the story a little later. And the, and there was one part of it that um, the, we did a practice of setting an intention, working with candles and like this. And, you and know, I, I have a challenging relationship with setting intentions or, you know, uh, manifesting as some people call it, because there's always some unintended price that you pay that you don't expect. And I, I it's, it, you know, I'm very it seems to be a very powerful energy. If I say, I want this thing, I can't possibly see all the things that are gonna happen, have to happen to let me have that thing. And all the things that have to rearrange themselves and like that, and all the things maybe that I have to give up or sacrifice that I didn't know I would need to. And if I knew ahead of time, I might not have asked for that thing, right? (laughs) And so I'm always real hesitant and careful, but in that moment, Um, my husband and I had been trying to buy a house for a long time and we had, uh, we were in the process we had during that, um, five days of bliss. We were, we had made two offers on two houses that we really liked and this is i mean i'm 50 years old this year this is the first time i'm buying a house i'm not really into property ownership on a philosophical level so it's kind of a big step for me to step into um a stewardship relationship with a piece of property and and, and land and a home and doing that with my husband it's it's like a big like big turnaround and and challenge and um and so I, I set the intention very clearly that our house buying process would be easeful. And I was very careful about that. I Because saying that I might have this particular house, that I've learned to be, that that kind of intention or manifestation can be very dangerous. Because in order to have that particular house, you don't know what kind of price you, you know, why the universe or the powers that be may have not been giving you that house because of some other desire related to it that would you'd have to give up, right, <laughs> in order to have that house, and so I didn't say that about either of the houses that we were making offers on right then. What I said is, may our house buying process be easeful, because I knew there was a lot of things coming up in my life, and... Very clearly after that ceremony, when I set that intention, it became very clear that those two houses that we'd made offers on were not gonna be easeful. And I was very clear that I did not feel easeful about following through with either of those offers on either of those homes. And so we, I withdrew from those offers. We withdrew from those offers right away. And we even decided that we weren't going to buy a house this fall. It I became clear that buying a house this fall would not be easeful given all the things going on. And the market was really hot, meaning that, you know, you could barely get in on a house before someone else had already off made an offer and it was no longer available or it was sold. And so there was this sense of pressure. You had to get in there and, you know. And that's not like how I like to roll. I like to be able to think it over and feel it and see if I, you know. And so we had kind of decided, plus there were a bunch of other um, factors and being 2020 and all those things, right? I mean, even more than any other year. And then then we had a wildfire and we're like, glad we didn't put an offer on those homes right because during the wildfire my husband got evacuated from his his job his work got evacuated at the same time as we got evacuated okay and from our home and we're like so glad we're not like in escrow on a home right now and being back in the similar area and all this and um during that fire our landlord at the apartment that we're living, their home burned down. And um, after the hospital where my husband works got repopulated, he works in um, mental health, by the way, which I'm sure you can relate to. Um, After it got repopulated and he went back to work, uh, there was another fire That started on the same weekend that we found out that our landlord's home had, well, we knew his home had burned down, but he came and told us that he was going to sell our apartment for a huge price. It's a fourplex apartment and our rent is based on the mortgage that he's been paying for 30 years or 20, right? And we knew any new owner now would be raising our rent and, you know, probably wanting to kick us out to remodel and all this stuff. So we're like, okay, we've been wanting to leave here anyway. And we decided, we realized, okay, this is the nudge to start looking at homes again. And at the same time, another fire came and threatened the hospital much more directly where my husband was working so he so they were, he was evacuated from that hospital but our home was not evacuated our apartment at the on the very same weekend like the very next day like suddenly his job is threatened and the home is threatened and and we had already made plans to go with our realtor to look at a, look at more homes And we found some more, way more, we found one way more in our price range. Like the other ones before were a bit of a stretch that we're glad we didn't have that stretch. And this one is way more in our comfort zone. And it, not only that, but it has a whole fruit orchard and garden and all this stuff already in place, which I'm a super passionate gardener and having like fruit from multiple different, fruit trees throughout the summer it was like you know (laughs) and and so we're like okay this is this is the house for us so we made it despite the whole thing with the hospital we made an offer on the house and it was accepted and all this stuff started moving forward really easily easily And I was like, okay, here we are in the easeful process. Okay. So, but there was still all this pressure of all these other things that were happening this fall. My husband being evacuated from his work and having to go to a different location that was like 45 minutes longer of a drive. And then if we moved soon to the new place, that would be another half hour. So he'd be commuting like Uh, makes like two hour, you know, three hours to this other location before the hospital repopulate, all these things were going to be not easeful. Well, lo and behold, the easeful part came along, nothing in our hands, right? But this prayer that I'd made in the five days of bliss, that it'd be easeful, just everything arranged itself that the appraiser, uh, you know, did all this stuff and the loan. And so our escrow got kept getting extended because of the appraisal and the loan and the appraisal and then the loan. So that finally the deal is going through after my husband is already back at work. I'm already finished editing and publishing and and getting my, my workbook published, which was the other big project that I didn't want to be moving house. So all these things that we needed to, that were going to be, burdened some to be moving half. They're all complete. He's back at, you know, repopulated the hospital. My, you know, my book's ready to send into the publishers just about, or will be. And and I just got the message from our loan uh, advisor that the papers have gone through and we can close next week. And my husband, oh, finished school too. Cause he's in school to get his degree uh, and his certification to, to do the job that he's doing which he loves by the way. In, in, in mental health and so all these things that were making it difficult or not easeful to purchase a house and move into it resolve themselves like the very same day that we get the message or that we get the phone call from you know from the loan officer saying okay we're moving forward now after like over a month of delays added on to our escrow right wow
1: that is incredible and also hysterical. You know, I, know I, I love that story and I love that experience. And I also love um, the integrity of the intention and the integrity of the ask of like, I specifically asked for this to be easeful and, and being able to discern when it wasn't and say, I'm letting this go instead of forcing it to work. I feel mm-hmm. like that's very important and I absolutely appreciate and love that. Also, I love that, you know, I know that this day was on fire, like it was fire day, because that's when we we use the candles and the intention. So it was fire day. And so it's amazing that then just the natural element of fire doing its thing in the place of where you live, you encounter three fires. But it's still when it was time, everything fell into place and it was easeful. Because those fires, they happen. It's wild. Um, But you had three fires that happened. But the day that you set the intention was on day two of fire day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I just had to tell you that because, you know, as you put it out there that there was another five days of bliss coming up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I ever tell Shauna about this? Well, and then it had to come to. It was like that was also the same day, you know, these last couple of days when all of this is like congealing yeah, and all the pieces and it's revealing itself that, oh yeah, this is why we had to have all those delays. And even though in the moment when it's another delay and and we're waiting another week for, for, with no news and we're going to have to extend the escrow and we're getting irritated and like that, it was just the time that we needed to complete all these things. And to remember, I feel like it's a big lesson to me to remember to have that that gratitude that that's the other side of that uh, you know to remember in the moment when things seem like they might you know be going at a different pace or might not be going the way you think they should to to remember what what the core need might be mm-hmm. you know or the core request might be or even the that there might be a need that I'm not even aware of in this case, I was because it was very intentional, but we forget about it. Cause you get into the, well, we're supposed to have 45 day escrow. Why now is it much longer? And, you know, we already started packing and now the rooms are in disarray in our apartment, you know, because we <laughs> packed and now we're in limbo and, uh, and all this, you know, yeah. but really it means that it, it's, there's no hurry, there's no push. And that for me has become more and more what's important about being easeful is that there's not a hurry, there's not a push, we can take our time and breathe deeply and allow things to unfold. And, you know, I'm even discovering local helpers that can come with the moving the garden and, you know, all this stuff that had time to you know, whereas I, th- I felt in August, like this fall and, and early, you know, and into the holiday season was going to be crunched mm-hmm. with a lot, with a lot of things that it was going to be difficult to, to navigate time-wise and to, you know, it turned out to be so much spaciousness. Like my husband ended up ha- take, having s- six weeks off from work because they were evacuated from the job and he, you know set it up so he didn't have to go to the other place for six weeks so then he was home and that's when we did a lot of packing you know and he got all this rest and you know and i'm resting with him and you know it's like instead of this crunch it was like oh extra rest okay
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the magic like i'm still i'm celebrating this whole entire testimony and the beautiful um expansion and experience that you guys have had but it's like magic is being able to expand time or to go beyond former concepts and to be able to live it in the fullness and the easefulness beyond prior constructs or prior possibilities. And so Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. And that is what the five days of bliss is. And I want to speak too on intention because different people teach different things and there's so much to magic and to rituals. And, um, I do not teach magic or rituals that goes against the will of God. So what is for us and what is willed for us and what is determined for us will be for us. And when we set our intentions, it's just simply saying, like, I'm in alignment to receive this. I'm in alignment to receive it now. And I'm asking for this or better or the highest good or whatever is to be willed. But we're not manipulating Um, what's to come and what is ours we're just simply opening up the doorway to say that we're ready and that we're here for it so there's for me in the way in which I work with intention there's nothing to fear because it's not from a place of evilness or manipulation and manipulating what is already to be you know by in the in the name of good in the name of God because that's who I don't I don't really use the word manifestation. I believe in like God and asking and then aligning into that which is already ours and working with God instead of working against. Um, And then also that all supporting like the greater good of humanity. So Mm -hmm. it's all like towards the will of good, towards the will of greatness and not so much um, evil manipulation that will cause harm. Because magic is manipulative but not in the way in which people have that term deemed. Um, to Mm -hmm. be something that's negative it's literally like time bending like you just talked about Um, it's being able to to see things differently and sometimes it takes manipulation of the mind to change the previous perceptions so yeah
2: yeah Uh, and that's kind of what I feel too is that um, it's really my own perspective and perception that Gets um, influenced by the um, by the intention, right? And it, and it gives me permission to um, to have a desire and to honor that desire and respond to what's going on with that desire. So often, you know, for me. In my upbringing, um, there was a lot of shame placed around any anyone having a, a, a desire that benefited oneself, especially a, of the female gender. And so that's a big part of my work and my healing process is to say, you know, my desires are a gift from the divine. And that I when I truly recognize my desires and that are beneficial to myself and, and everyone and my desire, you know, then, and recognize that desire, that's a gift from the divine, then that, uh, and I align myself, then that can alleviate turbulence. And if there's turbulence, then that is a signal that there might be, um, secret desires or needs that aren't being met or um, or a misalignment with divine flow. And that that creates turbulence. And so that turbulence can become a teacher or a guide in that sense of like ah, what would ease this turbulence? What shift in perspective? what I need to have to ease this turbulence you know and and there was definitely some inner turbulence along this journey that I described because you know there was this sense once we found this house that seemed to be really aligned there was this sense of well let's get there now right (laughs) and this is the timing as it's designed as it's supposed to happen given the structures of how things work and why is it taking longer and We already got, you know, this uh, sort of this, like wanting it to go faster, but really uh, when I could align myself with the ease of pacing and the slower pacing, instead of pushing on a faster pacing than was happening, that's when I could, you know, that turbulence would just dissipate because, oh, this is what it is. And... And I could listen to, okay, is there something needed here? Is there some um, way that, something I need to to participate in to facilitate? And I had, um, there were some other practices that were involved in this, including making a magical broom to help sweep out old energy and cleanse the energy in the space. And I um, activated that broom and, and, like getting the energy moving in our current space because I was feeling stagnation and I was pinning it on the whole situation with the house taking longer. Right. But what if it was just stagnation in my space? All right. So I took the broom or through the house and cleared out some of the stagnation and lo and behold, the next day things are rolling again, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's just coming from that place of the, the bliss of, being aligned with our own divinely guided desires um just feels super nourished by these by these practices of connecting with the with the elements simple elements and you know this isn't the first time that i've worked with fire and then had wildfire especially where i live yeah i mean the first wildfire the day that fire started in august was uh the day that I was leading a a fire meditation with my group of people. And then that's when the lightning came and, you know,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) So I've learned to, (laughs) to be very respectful about fire and working with fire.
1: Um, So yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. share. I love, I love, love, love fire. Um, It is, I have a high honor for fire, and it is destruction and creation, and it's honoring both of those and all of it, so I'm very, very happy that you were like, yes, I want to have this conversation, and so we got to have this conversation for a little bit. I know we're getting ready to hop on to do a recording for your podcast, and yeah, so you have a book that's getting ready to come out, a workbook that you've been working on, and then also your um, podcast. If you would just like to kind of drop that here for the people, so they'll know, that would be great.
2: Yeah. So the workbook I was talking about uh, that I was that I'm getting ready to um, publish is called the Herbal Womb Wellness Workbook. So it's all about um, learning about how herbs can support us in our womb wellness. How we can learn the language of the womb through getting very intimate with the menstrual cycle and start to learn what the menstrual cycle is telling us about our overall health and well-being, what imbalances, what elements are and are balanced or not imbalanced not balanced in our bodies and how herbs can help us to uh pra- herbal practices like vaginal steaming is pretty central to the book because I feel like that's one practice that has um, not received the the uh, attention that it deserves, and it's um, coming back into into the into the common attention. And, and it needs to be you know shared more about uh, what a powerful practice it is, and how we can approach that practice with with awareness of the herbs and and our bodies and And what we're doing. And so that's a big one. And then also taking the herbs in tea and tincture form and topically oils and balms and other um, herbal healing practices for for herbal womb wellness. So that that workbook, and it's going to be a workbook too. A lot of herbals, you read about it. Maybe there's a recipe, maybe you make something, but this one's going to take you through a journey of self-assessment and have lots of journal pages in there of, you know, answering questions about with your own self-reflection and making your own recipes based on what you're learning about the herbs and what experiences you're having, exploring it for yourself. And then there's a whole planner in there for three months of planning. Okay, I'm going to do this practice then. I'm going to order the herbs then. I'm going to, you know, so it's a very interactive workbook. And then, um, so that's going to be available. And then We're also getting on the womb centered healing podcast after this to discuss the five days of bliss, um, practice and ceremony coming up, uh, with Shauna. So I'm super excited to share about that. So I'm sure your people will, will be able to see links to that uh, podcast when we share it too, so.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So the bloom wellness workbook, the herbal bloom wellness workbook, and then the podcast. And of course, whenever this episode drops, I'll share it with you guys. And so if you're interested in being a part of the Thought days of bliss, that's going to start December 17th, I will drop the link in the comments so that you can sign up. And this is truly everyone like calling everyone in all hands on deck, all of us doing this in all of our respective places that we're in because it's time. And, um, it's like we can't have too many people doing these practices together there's power in it and so i'm very grateful that you guys got to hear a little bit of sama's story and and also just kind of feel the energy behind it but there's nothing like going through these practices every single day of the five days and they're on purpose so i'm looking forward to you guys joining us again the link to sign up will be in the comments and we will see you guys on the 17th take care and lots of love.
0: And that's a wrap on today's I Am Sovereign podcast. And remember, I am sovereign. I am sovereign. I am sovereign. And I choose sovereignty now. And so it is. Until next time, stay bold, stay powerful, stay in the truth. And if you feel called to work with me in the sovereign containers that I hold in the world, you can book a consult with me, a Freedom Breakthrough consult, and we can see if The 12-week Sovereign Initiation is the right track for you. And I look forward to seeing you guys out there in the world on this sovereign path.